Welcome to Alabama Short Stories, when you're a little behind on your Alabama history. I'm your host, Sean Wright. We see many strange things up and down our interstates in Alabama. Signs direct you to food, gas, and tourist attractions. You'll find campaign signs for unsavory politicians nailed to trees and along the shoulder of the road. I've seen broken down cars, the odd mattress, the remains of every conceivable animal, and the devil, Beelzebub himself. Yes, you heard that right. The devil is holding court on I-65. For those who've lived under a log and have never traveled north from Montgomery on I-65, just past the exit to Dietzville, there's a sign with a red devil on it. It says, Go to church or the devil will get you. It sits on an earthen dam just above a large water wheel that spins backward like it's trying to run uphill and back into the lake. Most of my trips north from Montgomery seem to involve a beach trip. After spending a week of debauchery at the beach, what one can have with small children, we would pass this sign on the way home. Maybe it's a coincidence that we would pass this sign sometimes after noon on the Sunday, reminding us we missed church. Or perhaps the devil reminds us that we spent the last couple of hours in bumper-to-bumper hell and still have another couple of hours to go. The devil may have his sign in Dietzville, but I truly believe he lives on I-65 around Alabaster. But that's for another story. I feel like I've seen that sign all my life as I traveled up and down the interstate. I was shocked to find that the sign was first erected in 1988. There are a lot of objectionable messages up and down our highway, but you would be forgiven if you thought this sign was one of those judging you in your trip to the beach. But there is more to this sign than meets the eye. You see, the I-65 devil got his start in the gas business. Moses Wadsworth Stewart Sr. founded the Tan Car Oil Company with a partner in 1928. It was a chain of gas stations around Montgomery and Prattville. Mose, as he was known, made his fortune as a real estate developer in Montgomery. He also owned a Ford and Hupp Mobile dealership. He called his first tan car station the Red Devil because of the Red Devil that was mounted on a column between two gas pumps. You couldn't miss the Red Devil when you drove down the highway. He marketed his station by driving around the city and yelling, Red Devil! Red Devil! through a loudspeaker on his car. Tan car soon got the notice of Standard Oil's John D. Rockefeller. Rockefeller was notorious for running his competition out of business, and he set his eyes on the Tan Car Oil Company. Rockefeller sent a letter to Moe Stewart threatening to run him and tan car out of business. I'm not sure exactly the reason and what set the notoriously competitive Rockefeller off, but this only empowered Stewart. He responded by expanding his operation, and in 1938 he created a recreation park called Red Devil Lake. Customers were given free admission to the park with the purchase of five gallons of Red Devil gas. After World War II, the tan-car Red Devil stations were rebranded as Blue and Gray. They hoped to ride the coattails of the popular Blue and Gray football game that started in 1939 and played at Montgomery's Crampton Bowl. The company saw continued growth throughout the next couple of decades, only to eventually close due to competition and the deaths of Moe Stewart's children who had taken over the business. Even though the stations had been branded Blue and Gray, The old Red Devil was still around, and local businessman W.S. Billy Newell saw an opportunity and purchased the Devil. Billy Newell was a construction contractor who helped build portions of I-65 and I-85. 
He developed neighborhoods in Montgomery and was the founder of First Montgomery Bank. Newell lived in Montgomery, but he had property close to Dietzville that abutted the interstate he helped build. A Navy veteran, he strongly believed in God and was very patriotic. He had a habit of installing signs along the dam. An earlier sign had the Bible verse John 3.16. Before the Red Devil, a sign said, Stand up for America, we need your pride, with a picture of Uncle Sam pointing at travelers. He took the Red Devil and mounted it onto a sign with the message, Go to church or the devil will get you. It was a message he had heard growing up. My mother used to tell me all the time, Billy, if you don't go to church, the devil will get you, Newell said. The sign wasn't up for long until vandals got to it. In 1988, someone chopped the sign down, but they left the devil. Newell built the sign back better and stronger. Around that time, he had an idea for another sign. He wanted to put Bear Bryant walking on water in the middle of the pond. Newell never got around to working on that idea. I'm sure people would have had a much stronger opinions on that installation than the devil. In a 1988 article in the Montgomery Advertiser, Newell said he posted the sign simply as a reminder to be aware of the need for religion. I just put it up there to wake up people, Newell said. You know, with all this Tammy Baker and Jimmy Swaggart business, we're just getting people to think about the real church. Now to refresh your memory, this was the year after Jim Baker's extramarital affair with Jessica Hahn became public, and he and his wife, Tammy Faye Baker, lost control of their PTL network to Jerry Falwell. A very dramatic couple of years for tele-evangelist. When Newell erected the sign, he told Governor Guy Hunt that he installed it for him, which pleased Hunt, a preacher. It didn't work for Hunt. A short five years later, he was convicted of theft, conspiracy, and ethics violations and removed from office. Now, despite Hunt's indiscretions, Newell's support for governor candidates did not go away. In 2005, the devil sign was temporarily replaced with a sign that stated, We love Lucy. Newell supported Lieutenant Governor Lucy Baxley in her race for the governor's office. Billy Newell died in 2009, and his family continues to care for the sign. A storm toppled the sign in 2016, and it took a couple of years to replace it. The missing sign caused much angst from travelers who looked forward to seeing the devil and wondered if it would be rebuilt. Newell never thought the devil's sign would stay up for long, saying, I imagine till it phases out and then I'll put up another one. 35 years later, it doesn't look like it's going anywhere, and the red devil has been sending messages to passing motorists for almost 100 years. From gas station icon to church promoter, the Red Devil has had an interesting career, and we look forward to being reminded that we probably miss church yet again. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Alabama Short Stories Podcast. If you enjoyed listening, I would appreciate it if you would rate it and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify if you listen there. And if you know someone who might like to hear these stories, share this episode with them and encourage them to subscribe. You can also support the podcast by purchasing the companion book from Amazon.com, which features the first three seasons of the podcast. Thanks again, and see you next time on Alabama Short Stories.